Earth Smack the Mad Scientist here, man, here to tell you that our Orange Phoenix magazine is out right now. If you never heard of Orange Phoenix magazine, it is a monthly digital magazine that talks about everything of geek culture, whether it's manga, anime, comics, pro wrestling, video games, cosplay, conventions, you name it, we nerd it, and it on our Patreon. If you want to subscribe, go to www.patreon.com forward slash Orange Phoenix. I'm telling you, we got three different tiers. We have the $1 tier, which once a week, you will get a word find puzzle from us. With the $5 tier, you are guaranteed the monthly digital magazine every single month. So you don't have to worry about anything else. Like All you have to do is just wait on the announcement so when the magazine drops. Then we have a $15 tier. Not only do you get the monthly digital magazine, you get past issues as well. So if you miss some issues, you can always go back and look at previous issues that were released. And on top of that, with the initial sign up for the $15 tier, you get free online store gear from us, the Orange Phoenix crew, as well as buy monthly free gear from us the orange phoenix crew so www.patreon.com forward slash orange phoenix now if you don't want to subscribe that's fine if you just want to get one magazine just want to check it out see what's going on all you have to do is go to orange phoenix media.com and for seven dollars and 99 cents you get your own copy of orange phoenix magazine digital copy so if you want to test ride the thing go ahead and go to orange phoenix media.com check it out one issue, no subscriptions, no commitments. But if you want to subscribe to us, go to www.patreon.com forward slash Orange Phoenix. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. Ah, uh, from Atlanta, yeah, so Cleveland. Been winning all the games in my division. Tell your missus not to miss us, she tripping. No Christmas for me, I'm already gifted. No disrespect to the spirit. To the spirit. Intoxicated while I'm steering on the rear end. Shout out to my dog, Venom. No spider. Think I'm about to smoke one. No lighter. Climb up as far as you can, but you can't catch it. Leave your red like the bright lights on exits. Almighty back. <laughs> Twelve letters. My take for yours. Wonder who sells better Young college kid But I never got a letter One man's trash Is another man's treasure Bless up Then boss up But if you walked up I got something That'll off ya Yeah All I ever hear Is bag legend When you gonna stop doing this When you gonna start doing that When you gonna come see me When you gonna come see her Look Y'all need to understand something Everything I do Is real Everything I touch is rare. Why you don't come around, Becker? Because I'm rare. Frivolous, uh, later than your girls, period. We're on the track now, so it's good. I'm rarer than a diamond, cause you know them diamonds aren't rare. Marketing invention, yet you see it and you all stare. But me, I'm more like a tanzanite. Still thick cut, two C's, wash your pants twice. For them double D's, girl, please. I'm from MI, but check out my CT. I put the weight of the world on the beat. Still bringing the pain, y'all know my name. For O-L-O-U-S entertains And anything that I really want I will obtain You a baker boy So we cooking up some flame Dang, I'm worth more than a milli So I rock My words will take you to another world Lots of chalk Cause Rudy's got the chalk With a dip, do I walk? Must because I got it in my sock Nah, I'm playing <laughs> Yo, what's going on Geek Corner? This is your boy Earth Mac <laughs> the mad scientist and it is stanos i'll cut you in half rick 
And I'm What's, back. We're back. <laughs> we're back. This is the Orange Phoenix show. Man, we got so much, bro. We got so much stuff to, to talk about, so much stuff to cover, so much recent news that just came through this morning. But, you know, as always, we're sticking to our guns, and we definitely will cover every single thing, especially AEW Dynamite from last night. The promo, I feel like John Mosley cut the promo of his career, whatever the case may be. It Talk about that much later. But Thanos Rick, you know what today is, right? You know what today is. What is today, my friend? Today is the start of football season, my guy. That's oh, what oh, today oh, is. Oh, oh. So, so I'm assuming you're watching the game tonight. Of course. Of course I'm watching the game tonight. Oh, because one of my guys in my fantasy is playing. So I might have him play tonight. So we will see. Wait, speaking of fantasy, speaking of fantasy football, Thanos Rick. What were some of you guys thinking in the first round? Honestly, I thought I didn't know the who. You mean see who y'all been thinking? Our, you, you mean our league, right? JTN. Yeah, yeah. See, when I told you, how should I say this? When you asked me initially about the order, I thought it was linear. But when I checked the goddamn thing, it was Snake. I said, well, who the, how did I miss this? I didn't yeah, want it to snake. be that. Yeah, I, didn't, I didn't want, but I didn't want it to be Snake. I had the option to change it. And I thought I did, but I didn't. I don't know how I fucked that up, but the way the order was, go was going through, I thought, well, damn. And because my picks, I wasn't really picking in the right, well, my spots weren't in the right places. So when I see this guy going, that guy going, this guy going, I said, well, damn. I can't get him, couldn't get him, couldn't get him. Because I see your lineup, E, and I must say it's impressive. It's impressive. I'm about to, I'm about you to did good, E. You, ass. you did good. You, E, you did good. Very, I'm, I'm very impressed. You know I, what I'm saying? But, but I'm going to tell you like this, though. Snake is the way it needs to be. Like, that's how all, that how a great majority, if not all fantasies work when it comes to the draft, is Snake. Because when you do it like, you know, you start over from scratch. Like it, it, it doesn't really work that way because that don't benefit the person that got the last pick neither. You have to do snake because if if I'm the last pick, that means I'm gonna have slim pickings every single round. Like you know that that's not uh, even maybe maybe. No, you I will, mean, you will, I mean, uh, unless unless you got a league that don't know what the hell they're doing. Yeah, but there there are too many great players to go around. So when you have guys that are picking twice you know back to back like you <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and, and the first round pick and the first round pick which in the first round i mean that's that's not entirely fair either i don't i don't believe whoa whoa you know what I'm saying? so so if i may 30 minutes before i i had to reconfirm with thanos Drake. i said hey i just want to confirm am i the last pick you like yeah well then you like, thought, nah, you asked the first pick. But you yeah. said you was the first pick at first. I'm like, wait a minute. That's collusion. He's like, it's my lead. Your words. Well, 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 again, it was supposed to be linear. But so, when I checked it, I was like, well, I could have sworn I had to say linear. You know what I'm saying? But I don't know. I don't know. So it's, you openly, so technically speaking, you openly admitted to collusion because you, you was going to get the best player if it no, was linear. No. If you had the first round. No. Who's who's the best player? I mean, E, this ain't college. Running football. back? 
Jonathan Taylor is the person you going to have to pick the first. But this, if you don't pick Jonathan Taylor or Chase or Jefferson, I don't know what this, to tell you. Do not pick a quarterback in the first round. Never. But this isn't college football, so I can't really say who the best player. And I, I can't really, I can't really say who it is. I don't know. Oh, gotcha. I don't gotcha. really know who the best. You know what I'm saying? So, man, listen, and this, bro. you know, you know. I saw people pick Patrick Mahomes the first round. Like, what? I say, all right. I already know what kind of lead it's going to be. I'm about to beat some ass up in here. Because, listen, that let me know right there. The first round would always tell me what I'm up against. Now, there was a cat that picked Jamar Chase. I'm like, all right, he might be somebody. But you picked Russell Wilson out of everybody on the first round. Out of all QBs. I think you Russell. You picked Russell Wilson. I think Russell's going to tear, tear the house down for Denver. But the first round, Rick, you always got to pick the running back first. I... Or the other, other wide receiver. I'm a firm believer. The quarterback is the leader of the team. Everything starts with the QB. Yeah, Everything but, starts okay, with the quarterback. I get, you. I get you. But most of your points are going to come from receivers and running back. If you me. choose a QB first and everybody else choose the weapons that they're going to throw to or run from, you ain't going to you ain't going to win the fantasy game. You just not. Your QB you. always going to go the fourth or fifth round. Like you got to go for the people that are going to score points first. See, my plan was to get Jonathan Taylor on the first round anyway, if right. nobody picked him. But I had backups. I had Kamara, you know what I'm saying, Joe Mixon. Like it was some people behind the line. But when I had first round, I'm like, oh shit. Well, I already know who I'm getting off the bat. Jonathan but Taylor. Again, but again, the way your spots landed, E, you, you, you got real lucky, E. You got really lucky the way your spots landed. You got hey, real. Be, look, look. To be a whole hundred, <laughs> no matter what, the, the way that first round went, I didn't. It didn't matter what spot I was in. I still was gonna come out great because people was picking some questionable people, early rounds, man. I was like, I, I feel you. I'm like, I feel you. But I mean, now there's a cat in your league that picked like three Pittsburgh Steelers, three, three I mean, defense I mean, that, e, that you can't pick with your heart. You cannot do that. E, listen, you can't blame a guy for choosing Josh Allen over over Taylor. You know what I'm saying? I mean, come on. Yeah, I can. Yeah, I can. Yeah, I can. <laughs> you don't pick QB first, man. That's 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 like a Carter rule. That that's lets you know who's been in this for a minute. And also, 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 you got to ask the listeners. You know, whenever they come in, man, because because <laughs> we was joking about it like off air or whatever. I'm going to tell you, a vast majority of reason why people play Fantasy League is for the money. That's why people take it so seriously, because money is on the line. We talking oh, 150, oh no. 250, or whatever. Oh, no, so, I'm with you. I'm with you. Like, e, I, I, never, I never disagree with that. All I'm yeah. saying is some people out there might not feel comfortable betting because they, they don't really know the players like that. Like, they uh, see them on TV, and they, they see them in the news, but they really don't truly know the game like that so you know they they play for fun and then i think once they get good at it then they start betting i think that's how that works you know what i'm saying i mean the the because casual fans play fantasy e. casual fans no 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 saying? no no not casual real fans play fantasy no, well, what, I, I, I know who you've been hanging what, 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 with. You got to hang with new and, people. What, what, no, both, 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 casual yeah. and real, both. Yeah. And I, I think the casual viewers who might not be into it like we are might not want to bet a whole bunch of money. 
know what course. I'm saying? Yeah, that's of all. Of course, of course, that's casual fantasy fantasy football players like they yeah. they're not gonna yeah. they less likely. But they if that's asked, what I'm saying. If that's, asked, I'm pretty sure they will say yeah. But I, I'm just saying, man, the mofos I know. There's money on the line. We talking some some cash money, and you do a buy-in. If you don't do that buy-in by a certain date, you don't draft. No, I believe. Or, you. I or you do an auto draft. I, I That's, I'm like, man. Look, let me tell you. <laughs> hey, I was so pissed off when you told me that. I was like, man, listen, because <laughs> I was like, I'm about to take all y'all money, considering. But I was like, nah, I'm gonna go to DraftKings. That's how mad I was. I'm like, I'm going to DraftKings. I'm gonna put two. I'm gonna put two teams together. I mean, obviously that's by salary or whatever, but. To the listeners, I'm gonna give y'all my rundown on that on our draft. I had like the first pick, and uh, I had uh, I got Joe Burrow, I got Kamara, I got Jonathan Taylor, I got Keenan Allen, I got Devontae Adams, which I can't believe I got away with that shit. I'm like nobody picked Kamara. I'm like bet I'm gonna get Kamara, and nobody picked Adams neither. I already know who I'm picking. So Devontae yep, yep. Adams. Yeah, but EC. There's only eight of us. And again, all of y'all mofos went before me, <laughs> which pissed me off. <laughs> well, well, hold up now. Hold up. That was way too. No, well, but you had like what? Fifth? You had fifth, right? I, I no, I had like seven. six. Six or seven. Six or seven. Okay. Yeah. Even with the picks that they, they made, those questionable picks that they made, someone made in the first round, you still could have got a number one receiver. Like off the rip. Off the rip, like Russell Wilson was going to stay in there for until the least of the, the fourth or fifth round, to be honest. But you could have picked like a prolific wide receiver and running back off the rip to yourself, like Eckler. Like nobody picked that man on the first round. I don't think that could have been you. I mean, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see how everything goes. You know, people are still adjusting their 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 roster. I know I am. Um, so I mean, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. Yeah, man. But yeah, football season starts tonight, y'all. Uh, Buffalo and the Rams. So just be on the lookout for that game, man. I know a lot of people are gonna be tuning in because hey, it's the start. Now Sunday is the big, big day. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, yes, that's the, that's where everything, the kitchen sink, the kidneys, your legs, everything get thrown at you. You know, my boys play at one. I'm pretty sure there's a Sunday night game, and I'm pretty sure there's two Monday night games. Um, that's typically how it goes. So, um. You know, hopefully my boys will pull out the dub the first week. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and we keep on rolling from there, man. Because I'm going to be in full regalia, man. I might go to Buffalo Wild Wings. I'm going to have my jersey. I got my chain, my Bengals chain and all that, bro. Oh, I got oh look on. at you. Look See, at I'm you. I'm straight. I'm look ready, bro. I'm, I'm ready. Bengals I'm chain? Ready. Oh. <laughs> yeah, nah, that was a gift. That was a birthday gift. That was a birthday gift. So I, I'm with it. I'm with it, man. Football season is probably the greatest season of the year, man. It's better than Christmas, damn it. Better than Christmas. Well, Jesus Christ. All righty. All right. Better than Christmas. <laughs> Better than Christmas. All right. Better than Christmas to me. May. Hey, because it's a season of it. It's not even just a date. It's a season of football, man, and, and trash talk, man. It just, it, it's, it's a football person's dream, man. Right. Women or men. I but anyway, you. but anyway, we got a jam packed show for you guys today, man. We're talking about House of the Dragon, Rings of Power, that dynamite fallout. Uh, we definitely talking about you know Superman and Lois, uh, new John Kent, some new comics coming out, and hey, there's some people that's gonna join Ironheart as well. So we gonna start with House of the Dragon, bro. Like let's let's talk about it, Thanos. Right? Uh, you know, 
This is why Damon is my favorite mm. character. And you know what? I don't want to spoil it because I don't think everyone saw yes, it. Yes, go ahead. It, man, listen, it is Thursday. If these mofos ain't seen this shit, this shit by all, already, then whatever. Let it roll. <laughs> <laughs> no mercy. <laughs> no mercy. You should have seen the shit. You should have well, watched I mean, it. Well, I mean, we're at the point now where Damon is on his own. Well, he has his, he has the the, um, the uh, Valerians backing him, and you know they're trying to you know win back the uh, the, the seaports or whatever, and yeah, the trying to fight off the the, the, the crab feeders and everything, whatever, whatever. And this is a few years from between two and three, I believe. So episode two is you know whatever, but episode three, I think it's a few years. I think two or three years from episode two. So fast forward, we're, we're three years ahead now, and Damon's off with the Blairs trying to fight off the crowd feeders. Viserys married uh, Rhaenyra's homegirl, which is still weird to me, but married her, got her pregnant. Now this King Viserys has his boy, or whatever, and it's like, okay, cool, cool. Saw so this coming a mile away. Um, but now it's like, okay, Damon, at the end of, of that episode, or near the end, when the king sent Damon that that letter saying, "Hey, we know you're fucking dying out there, brother. Let me come help you. Let me come save you. I'm gonna send some people. I'm gonna send the ships over because I don't want you to fail." That pissed Damon off. This mofo left his people, went to the crap. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, "Fuck this. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna go and fight these fucking guys myself." And yes. just and just when he was about to fucking die, because there was too many of them, he was surrounded. That's when the, the Valerians came and you know they fought him off and Damon ran off in the cave, found the crab feeder, fucking sliced him in half, carried half his dead corpse out the goddamn cave, in right. the middle of the goddamn place where everybody can fucking see. Mm -hmm. Damon's all covered in blood. I mean, he, it was the hardest thing on television that I've seen in a while. This I was like, yes. This is a type of shit that I want to fucking see. Let me this tell you something. Like, the, like, you know how much hatred you got to have for somebody where you deny their help and like, I'm going to just do this shit on my own because I would not be in your debt. That was the message that Damon was putting out to me because he didn't have, I think he only had one line in, in this episode i think he only had one uh i think he just called out the uh the crowd feeder and and that's about it other than that he had no other dialogue like he he read a letter he he slapped the shit out the soldier <laughs> and, and he literally this man literally literally went out there with a with a uh, a white flag of surrender to fool the crowd feeders to come out. He's like, I'm going to fuck yeah. all y'all up. And I mean, he was mowing through them. He was mowing through them, man. I'm like, if you really, really notice, like, Damon went at it alone like that. Uh, Daenerys, like, she did the same thing. John, he did the same thing. I think that's just a, a Targaryen trait. I think that's just kind of like a thing where you know, I'ma just do the shit myself. That's 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 what I'ma do. But I, that was epic to me. Now I did hear that uh, the Lannister name will be more frequent in upcoming episodes. 
which I'm very interested in that. Like what what made them who they are? Like why they're such why they such pricks? With the exception of Tyrion. And well, Jamie I mean, well, I mean, you know, if if you remember on the show, Viserys tried to have Renera marry one of them. You know what I'm saying? To you know to to, to join the houses, and Renera said no. I'm, I don't want to marry this fucking guy. I don't know him. You know what I'm so. Like it's 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 a lot of marriage proposals and a lot of whatever going on right now. And I get it. I get it. I mean, that's just the way it was back then. We were trying to marry for power join the houses so we can even build a, a bigger power i get it i get it but Renera's mm-hmm. like look i don't want this i don't want any of this pop none of it none like none of it. like like she, she's really like i don't care for any of this you know i thought i was gonna be the goddamn new queen but then no that ain't happening then right you married and then you fucking marry my best friend get her pregnant now what i have to, I have to call her stepmom fuck this Right, easily, <laughs> easily. Like, did you notice though? That, did you notice that, like, when she went out and then, you know she killed the boar or whatever, and she came out covered in blood, and yeah, man. the camp just looked at her like, yeah, yeah, man, vicious. That, that's that's what's up. That's what's up. Like that, people were looking at her like, yeah, she got she got some respect around here. It's almost gives off the energy that we respect you more than your dad. We, but your dad is the king, so we got to do what he says. And, you know, from there, you know what I'm saying? So that's actually pretty dope. That's actually pretty dope to see. But, I mean, now, is the king... Now, if you ask the question, is the king smart? I don't think so. Dummy. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, he does well, I mean, shit. He's not a... I don't think he's a good wartime king. Um, I, he ain't no good thing at all. I think he would rather keep the peace versus go to war with anybody. And that was, you know, what what was his name? My man, Car- Carlis Valerian, black dude, uh, was yeah, saying, yeah, Corliss. "Hey, Corliss, yeah, yeah, Corliss and Damon, like, look, man, we need to defend." And but but see, Corliss, his wealth comes from those seaports. So yo, if the po- did you? So, s- oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Did you see that Valerian armor? How detailed that shit is? Yeah, I saw it. I saw it. No, that weaponry, man, that's 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 dope, man. Now I ain't gonna lie, man. That that scene, those scenes where they were fighting each other were so like violent. Like I'm such a visual person that I can it felt like I can smell the blood from the TV. Like just put myself in that situation. And that's a disgusting smell. Like, like a rot or whatever the case may be, but it like that, that, that was an epic scene though like with Damon like Damon was ready to die like it, again that's so much hatred you have for somebody I don't want your help I'd rather die I don't want to be in your I don't want to be in your debt even you my brother I don't want to be in your debt I'm going to just die on this hill literally but he did well I, I don't think it was hatred I just think Damon's trying to prove on his own that he can lead on his own and he can do stuff on his own you know Viserys trying to help, like, yo, you know, bro, I, I see you out here struggling. Let me help you. You know what I'm yeah, saying? He like, he's like, fuck <laughs> you. He slapped that so the dead is shit. I'm yeah. like, yo. <laughs> I mean, they had to just sit and watch because he's Damon. You know, it's, it's whatever. Yeah. But we'll see what happens in like the next episode coming out on Sunday. Now, 
Uh, next thing up, we're going to talk about uh, Rings of Power. So, Thanos Rick, I actually seen Rings of Power a little bit. Just a little bit. I only seen like a first. I ain't seen the whole entire episode. But I come to understand there was a little bit of controversy uh, surrounding Rings of Power. Uh, from what I've seen in Rings of Power, you know, I'm not going to spoil it, you know, you know, at this point. But well, they spent well, some money on this. What was the controversy? Well, uh, let's see here. Now, apparently in a statement on Twitter, other members of the cast and those who worked on the show have come out to directly confront the abuse that their castmates of color have received online. The statement also made clear that everyone who worked on the production pledges their thanks to fans who championed the series up to now. In addition, it also doubles down on its thanks to the fans of color who continue to back the show through various show support of Reigns of Power. Uh, now, the latest release comes in the wake of public backing um, from some of the stars of, of the original Peter Jackson film. So apparently, you know, one of the characters is, you know, an elf and he's black and people like yo what the hell is this kind of situation um and it was like nah we ain't standing for this shit so that's kind of like what that is but you know as well as i do star wars fans maybe some dragon ball fans lord of the rings fans some of them are toxic and that has no place here because i feel like they spent a lot of money on this shit they spent a lot of money on this first episode a lot of production. I'm like, man, this looks like a movie. But Lord of the Rings always had that epic feel to it anyway. So from what I've seen, this eight episodes on Amazon Prime, y'all, this is going to be a really good show. I mean, I could tell by the trailers and the previews that they spent the money. Like It, yeah. it looks expensive, but it is Amazon, and Jeff Bezos is pretty goddamn wealthy. So I'm sure they can afford, you know, you know, the 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 tab. <laughs> you know, so it, it I'm I'm not I'm not surprised by that E. I mean, plus it's, it's Lord of the Rings. You can't go cheap with that. No, you can't you know, like and I've like and I've heard, I don't know what how true it is that Bezos son, like, listen, don't fuck this up. Well, I mean, <laughs> Lord of the Rings is 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 a part of the culture. You know, the the movies yeah. were were great made a lot of money i mean it's it's iconic so you can't you can't bullshit lord of the rings no at all you can't no so you can't, you can't. um now, from what i've seen oh go ahead i don't know go, go, go ahead go ahead go ahead oh no no no, no. I, I was gonna say like from what i've seen on rings of power like it's it, it's a really good show i'm gonna continue to watch it um it already got my attention just the you know sauron and stuff like that i kind of want to know the, the the whole entire origin of that and what led to Middle Earth, and which I kind of saw that too, but you know, it's the first two episodes are really, really good, man. It's it's worth the watch for sure. So this is an origin story, correct? Uh, this is more like a prequel type thing, like years, like hundreds of years before Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit. So um, I forgot the elf's name, but she saved uh, Frodo's life in the Lord of the Rings. I think she's the one who healed him. Right, um, right, um, right, right, right. Yeah, I think it's her as a young lady. Um, and then you kind of—I don't think she's the entire main character, or she's the entire focus. But she definitely was in the first episode, and she definitely had a prominent role. And she was a badass. I mean, she is a badass. So, but yeah. Um, but check it, y'all. We're gonna take a quick music break. 
and we're gonna jump right into AEW Dynamite Fallout. Uh, what happened after the fact? Because we did have a special a couple of days ago, myself and Thanos Rick talking about this whole situation with CM Punk and everything else. So after this music break, we're gonna tell you what was the result of you know the fallout of this media scrum. So stick around. Uh, uh. Young Baker. Be heal. Anime rock star. Part three. Oh. What's up? OG. Yeah. TUT. Huh. In the crib chilling with some otaku women. We watching girl liking. Oh yeah, we got it popping. We got the lifestyle. This beat is rocking now. Shout out to Bruce Hill. Know what I'm talking about? They all think I'm weird, but they don't understand that anime shit can be an inspiration. So I'ma keep on watching, no matter what you say. How much you watch it? I watch it every, I watch it every day. I'm watching Fairy Tail. It got me feeling like a rock star. I'm watching Zatch Bill. It got me feeling like a I'm not talking about a ghost. I'm watching fairy tale. It got me feeling like a rock I'm watching Zatch Bill. It got me feeling like a rock star. And we just It got me feeling like a rock star. No limit how we watch it. We just some man and man. I'm watching one piece. It got me feeling like a rock star. And need another east. It got me feeling like a rock star. And seven deadly scenes. It got me feeling like a rock star. You know we get it in. We just some man and man. Rock stars. Hey, hey, hey. Real talk. I've been watching anime for like three, four years now, man. It's awesome. Hey, it's an anime out there for everybody, man. You just gotta open your mind to it. Be willing to watch it, man. It's some good stuff out there, man. Quit judging people on what they watch and what they do. What are you doing with yourself, man? Otaku lifestyle, you already know what it is. I'm watching Fairy Tale. It got me feeling like a rock star. I'm watching Zatch Bill. It got me feeling like a rock star. It got me feeling like a rock star. Scientist Thanos Rick. This is the Orange Phoenix Morning Show. Thanos Rick, man, you watched AEW Dynamite last night, my boy. I caught it. Yes, you did. Yes, you did, man. And man, we got a we got a good bit to cover, but not a whole, not a, a total, oh, not man. a whole lot. But it's two, maybe three main subjects to talk about, and that is uh, Tony Khan's uh, announcement. I do have the audio clip of Tony Khan making this announcement, so uh, check this out. 
AEW Wednesday Night Dynamite on TBS. Following all out on pay-per-view this past Sunday night, I've been forced to vacate the AEW World Championship, as well as the AEW World Trios Championship. New World Trios Champions will be crowned live tonight in our opening contest in a fight between two of the most storied trios in AEW's history. Orange Cassidy and the Best Friends versus the AEW All-Atlantic Champion Pack and the Lucha Brothers, the Death Triangle. The AEW World Championship is the single most prized title in all of combat sports, and it will be decided in the grandest way possible. The AEW Grand Slam Tournament of Champions, with seven-time world champion Chris Jericho, former AEW World Champion and AEW World Tag Team Champion Hangman Page, six-time world champion Brian Danielson, the all-time longest-reigning TNT Champion Darby Allin, three-time TNT champion Sammy Guevara, and three-time world champion John Moxley fighting in a huge series of matches starting tonight. And a world champion will be crowned two weeks from tonight at Arthrax Stadium in New York City at AEW Dynamite Grand Slam. I promise you that tonight is going to be a great night of professional wrestling. So Thanos Rick, man, <clears throat> per our conversation, you know, on our special a couple of days ago. What's your thoughts on that? I must admit, I didn't see that coming. Uh-huh. I didn't see that coming. Uh, I mean, if, if Tony felt like he had to do that, vacate the titles, I mean, oh, all right. But no word of, of suspensions, right? Or, or uh, The Elite got suspended along with Kenny Omega, uh... Brandon Cutler, Christopher Daniels, Nakazawa, uh, CM Punk, okay. A Steel, um, everyone that was in that locker room got suspended. Everyone in the locker room. So, and with the Bucks and the Elite, they got stripped with the trios tag titles. Um, obviously, you know, they put them on the line for a new trios tag team champion uh, last night. And they stripped CM Punk of the AEW World Championship, which right. I, I, I will say though, that that was going to happen regardless because CM Punk got injured during his match with John Mosley. And he went to, I want to say, alleged reports that he went to surgery today. And it's like uh, people, some people saying it's a bicep tear. Some people saying it's a tricep tear. Some people saying it's a pectoral tear. Either way, he's going to be out for like six to eight months, probably. And you know that's a that's a long process. I.e., Cody. Cody tore his pectoral, right? So he's been out for the past, like for the past few months, like healing. So whether that fight happened or whether it didn't, Punk's still out. But also, I want to say he's he's part of that suspension line too. I mean. Yeah. So what you think, Ray? You think that was the right decision that Tony went with? I mean, CM Punk is hurt, right? So of course he can't he, he can't defend that that title. And by the sound of it, CM Punk might be gone for a while. Yes. So Tony did what he had to do, you know. Now, if CM Punk wasn't hurt, then I still stand by what I said. You know, the other night, I'm like, remember, they approached CM Punk. They, were, they they got his face. 
you know what I'm saying? And we don't, we still don't know those details of how up 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 into CM Punk through that that punch. We don't know the details of what led to that. So I would have to know more information to really be like, okay, you know. So I do got a little bit of information. I do got a little bit of information. Okay, um, go ahead. Due to alleged reports that uh, the bus did not kick the door in, they actually just came in, and oh, okay, um, it said that Punk threw the first punch. On Punk's camp, they're saying Nick, uh, Nick or Matt threw the first punch. Okay, but one thing is for certain is that Kenny took Larry, which is Punk's dog. He actually moved moved him out the way. So the dog won't get hurt. But right, the joke right. running around on Twitter that he ended up getting bit anyway, but it wasn't by the dog. It was by A. Steel because he threw the chair. Right, right, right. So, you know, there's that. People saying, well, there's no video footage. Of course there's no video footage. Like like a wrestling locker room is sacred ground. You're not going to learn no but so much unless the dirt sheet's going to put stuff out there or unless someone in the locker room leaks shit. And you still can't confirm that because – that person may not like the other person and may just leak shit. And so th- there's that, right? So th- there's one, the one constant though is that Kenny moved the dog out the way, out the room, or whatever the case may be, and chaos kind of went the way it went. And so this the suspension, you know, warranted an investigation between both parties. Like what went on, and they're asking neutral parties what went on to be truthful about it now despite the injury or not there's people in the locker room that you know allegedly don't want punk back they're like fire him they're like this, this is fireable because so what i was saying on the show uh on the special is that uh you have to set a president you have to set an example because if punk gets away with this if this is true, if if he gets away with this, you're gonna have to deal with multiple people in the locker room allegedly not wanting to be there. That is a bigger threat than not having Punk as champion on TV. Like, yeah, let me ask you a question. What did Punk do exactly? Well, uh, Punk went into business for himself in in the public. Like he, I mean, he really. That is a definition of a burial. Like, a lot of people have a misconception of what a burial is. People are like, oh, well, people lose a match to somebody they buried. That's not necessarily true. So what Punk did in that media scrum, if it's legit, is he buried the locker room. Like, he he put locker room business in public. What did he say? What did he say? I mean, we played the clip. We was like, okay, so you call Heyman Page, one of your top baby faces, an empty-headed dumb fuck. Like, before that. You went on national television and you called this man out where you know full well he cannot come out because he's nowhere near part of this story at all. You did that, which that is a big no-no. And you pretty much buried like the EVPs and you you pretty much disrespected Tony Khan. Now, Tony Khan was sitting there right beside you because Tony was not prepared for any of the statements that Punk did. So that we're talking three strikes here. Like, Tony, Tony could have stopped him, yeah, but, I mean, if you take him back, like, you know, if you would have act out, if you would have said, hey, you chill the fuck out, this, that, and third, that would have led to more talking and more people speculating and more people saying, AW is in the tank. AW is, 
is, is there's there's inmates running the asylum. So Tony did. I feel like Tony did the right thing, not saying anything, and he addressed it in the back. Like he addressed it once, everything was said and done. But Punk did. He may have been right in some of his convictions, but the way he went about it, if it's legit, is a hundred percent wrong. Like you can ask anyone, any veteran, newcomer. That's a one thing that is you do not do. You do not bury the boys on TV. You don't do that. So that's a strike. That's a huge one. That like there was the same people saying that he has to make. In order for him to stay, he has to make major amends with that locker room in order for things to go. Because money, like, you do a million-dollar house, yeah. That's okay, cool. okay, well, okay, well, let me ask you this. If that's yeah. the case, then how come we're not giving MJF a bunch of crap for what he said about because the locker room, the boys in the back, Tony Khan? If that, whether it's a work or not a work, MJF went off the handle and said what he said on national TV in front of a crowd, and now he didn't he's back. But he didn't necessarily go off the handle because he already cleared, cleared it with the boys in the back. That's the difference. If you don't clear it with the boys in the back, then you are burying them. Punk didn't do that. MJF did. Like you, I mean, well, I didn't play the clip with Chris Jericho, but Chris Jericho told said like he said it without saying it. Like he told MJF, say, listen, when you come back, you're probably going to end up being a babyface. And MJF was like, nah, I don't want to do that. He said, but listen, just embrace it because the more they hate you the more likely you gonna end up being a baby face. Just embrace it. Like, this was already in the works. Like, this the whole absence thing, the, the mic work drop, the mic drop situation, all that was clear. That's different. That's the difference. One got permission, one did not. In a sense, wow. Triple H was right. In a sense, Triple H was right, man. Like, he, what, the promo he cut had some truth to it. The promo Mosley cut, not last night, but when they was talking, has some truth to it. Like what Eddie Kingston said, has some truth to it. But the best doors are diving in reality. So, you know, you can't have a run into asylum. Like, I, I'm the boss. I got to suspend your ass. I'm sorry. I, that's, that has to happen. Money or not. Well, as far as firing punk, that ain't going to happen. Well, let me say, I doubt that's going to happen. Because punk still has a lot of followers. So, yeah, yeah. I that's highly true, doubt. But but I that don't even matter. Khan's gonna fire him. I doubt it. I think it's more doubtable now since he's in. I think the injury helps him because you got six to eight months to to be away from this, and you got six to eight months to to rekindle a relationship with the locker room slowly but surely. But the situation is real hot now. If he was not injured at all. I, I'm like 85% sure they would have fired him because the, the locker room means more to you. That group of people, your foundation, the one that created AEW, means more than Punk. Punk wasn't there at the creation. He was a, he's a guest in a way. If it's all legit. If it's all legit. But... That's that's the thing you have to you, you get with because what's more important, CM Punk or the group of people that you got? Because if those group of people leave and go and, and pull a Eddie Guerrero, Dean Malenko, Chris Benoit and go to the other joint, that hurts you even more than one man. But 
but Thanos Rick, John Moxley, but also some of the best, some of the negativity can bring out the best positives in people. And it's almost like AEW reset itself like last night. And it started with with John Moxley's promo. And I feel like this is the best promo John Moxley ever cut. This has probably been the promo of his career. Uh, people have been saying on Twitter that John Moxley is the new voice of the voiceless. You know, like some wrestlers was actually was fired up. Like no matter which company they was in, like some wrestlers were like fired up by by the words that he said. And he wasn't really burying anybody. But here's, here's a clip of John Moxley. I am pissed off. I am embarrassed. I am pissed off about a great many things, but none more so than the fact that I'm standing here without the AEW World Championship. The only material possession in the world that matters to me, but the belt itself, it's just metal, it's just leather. There's a bunch of them. You can buy one online yourself, put it up on your wall. That doesn't mean anything. What means something to me is what the AEW World Championship represents. And that means something to me, and that means something to a lot of people. The AEW World Championship represents passion for this sport, passion for this business. It represents the passion of the guys and girls in the back and the fans that fill the arenas and watch at home. Those three letters in the AEW World Championship, they represent heroes during a pandemic at a time when the world needed heroes. It represents the dream, the vision that we all had when we started this thing years ago. And we wanted to show the world just what wrestling could be. The AEW World Championship represents taking the dark and ugly side of this business and letting it die with another generation. The World Championship represents the freedom to be as great as you are willing to dare to be. The AEW World Championship means being better than I was the day before, even if it's just a little bit better, even if nobody notices but me. That World Championship represents slaying demons. That World Championship represents everything I love about this business. This is great. Very powerful, very passionate. I love it. But the fact remains on Sunday, I lost. And that's on me. That's my fault. I made mistakes. I got pinned. That's on me. I missed the game winning shot. And I was supposed to be on vacation right now, like, till about two days ago. But here's another chance to take another shot when the game's on the line, this tournament of champions, and it's one hell of a shot. That's one hell of a big rock to push all the way to the top of hill, uh, the hill again. Chris Jericho, the greatest of all time. Brian Danielson. The best pure wrestler to ever step foot in a ring. A better wrestler than I'll ever be. Darby Allen, Hangman Page, Sammy Guevara. Three dudes all younger than me, faster than me, more naturally gifted than I could ever be. So yeah, that's a hell of a shot. But winners 
always want the ball when the game is on the line. The ace always wants the ball. And I want the ball. So hell yeah, I'm gonna take the shot. Guys, I literally have goosebumps. This is powerful, man. Cause this isn't just time to win. This isn't just the fourth quarter. This isn't just winning time right now. This is time to be a legend. Thanos Ray, what you thought about John Moxley's promo last night? I mean, I have to agree with you. I mean, it's probably his best promo. And, yeah. Know, he, he's, he said a lot of shit. He's had a lot of promos throughout his career, you know, here in, you know, under Vince, you know, but that, that I agree with you, probably his best promo, you know, he was, he was humble. He was humble. He, he acknowledged other wrestlers and what they can do in the ring. You know, I mean, I, it, I, I like that type of shit, you know, it's cool to be cocky and it's cool to be, you know, I'm better than you. I can beat whomever, but it's also cool to be like, look, this is this is what it is. I see what y'all doing, but I'm gonna still do what the fuck I gotta do, and let the cards fall how they fall. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So that that I appreciate talk like that. You know what I'm uh, saying? Be, be, yeah. Because be, because Moxley Moxley was never and E. You may disagree. You know, listeners, Pat, you all may disagree, but Moxley how we view a superstar I don't think Moxley ever or well, Moxley splash Dean Ambrose I don't think he ever fit that mold you know what I'm saying like he never fit the WWE mold well well I mean just the superstar is always correlated with WWE has never been correlated with any other wrestling company but WWE well I mean when I mean superstar I mean as far as you know your presence the look the attitude mm-hmm. All those elements, even if it's, I mean, even with Impact or New Japan Pro Wrestling, like that superstar, you have to have those elements for us mm. to view you as a superstar, not just under Vince E. So let me clear that up because yeah. I know you like to claim that I am su- such a Vince Homer, and maybe I am E, but but I still know what a superstar is. Now we view superstars, like yeah. I know what that is. And I think for the longest time, a guy like Moxley slash Dean Ambrose fit that image, but he's one at the highest level. He's a hard worker. He performs. He can, you know, like he he can get the job done. So for a guy like him to be like, look, I am who I am, and I'm still doing what I got to do, and I'm a win. I appreciate stuff like that. To me, that that that's okay. That that's what gets you over, and I think the crowd relate to that yeah people in the crowd can't relate to a hogan or an andre they may not be as you know god body looking as a roman reigns they may not be as tall as a muscular as a bobby lashley when, when they see a dean ambrose i think the crowd sees a lot of them and him mm. you know what i'm saying and i think that's powerful that's powerful. And I think Moxley represents a large part 
a large part of the fan base that that can relate to that you know what i'm saying i may not be the strongest the fastest the quickest i may not have that appeal but i win and i get the job done yeah i mean so but i mean you have to agree though like that whole moniker of superstar like vince created that narrative like that that's that's really his narrative no matter what like superstar would never be in the conversation if it wasn't for Vince McMahon like that it just wouldn't have been you know you would have been a wrestler and and that's it but well Marcy promo had a lot of realness in it because right. um honestly he has beaten people that was bigger than him he done yoked their ass out he right. done he right. whooped a lot of ass I mean right. like Sunday was his first clean pin since yeah. he came to AEW yeah. so there's that so that 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 to testament what he is now um there has been a meeting with day uh with the locker room there was a locker room meeting where chris jericho brian danielson and john moxley was like leading the meeting now obviously nothing was said about what happened in that meeting nothing should be said about what happened in that meeting because they're basically rallying the troops at this point. Now, when you look at AEW, it felt like there was a new coat of paint on it. It didn't need a coat of paint, but I mean, they, they didn't mention CM Punk. If you really, if you really, really notice, you know, the 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 two people that you will most likely hear something controversial from will be MJF and Max Caster. But they've been very entertaining with that situation. Like, oh man, Max is gonna go off on the mic, but you know you had swerve interrupt him and you know do that heel stuff but um mostly you know basically was just showcasing the young talent i mean he was basically doing what AEW's uh credo is is like make the young talent shine and that that's what they're doing and um going forward like to the main event the ring of honor pure championship Thanos Rick, man. What you thought about that 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 championship match? Well, e, I know you you love pure championship matches. You you've mentioned that several times. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, I want to know, like, that's your type of match, though. Like the stuff that you describe, that is your type of match to watch. It is. It is. Yeah. It is my my. You know, and I loved it. Mm-hmm. And. I mean, there's not, there's not much more to say. I mean, that's what I that's what I want to see. I'm tired of all the bullshit that comes with these matches. A lot of times, right. you know, I, I like the pure just mano y mano, one on one, you know, win, mm. just win. So, because yeah. in my in, in my eyes, e, that that's how you prove to me that you are the better wrestler. Yeah, true. And I don't. I will say that I don't okay. need all the. I don't need all the extra bullshit. All the side shit. I don't need all that. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I don't. I don't want it. I don't need it. Like, can you beat me? <laughs> as simple as that. Can you beat me? Can I beat you? Well, let's find out. And that's it. True. That's I it. mean, uh... and that's what Moxie said. Moxie said, "Look, hey, I didn't get the job done. I missed the winning shot." Yeah. I mean, and, and that was a great match. Like, you know, going through and Sheamus. Nope, nope. It, it was that was a great match. 
you know what I'm saying? Like, mano we mano, you know, there's still some other shit, but, you know, at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying? You know. Yeah. Can I out-wrestle, yes or no? So, that's why I'm like, man. Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, and I'm like, man, in my mind, as I'm watching the match, I'm like, Ricky, I hope Ricky's watching this, because I sent you a message, but you never hit me back, and I was like, this man might be asleep, but I was like, but he missing a banger, but... That Ring of Honor Pure Championship is probably like my third favorite championship belt because your third, um, my, yeah, my third. It's probably my third favorite. Um, I okay. like the new the IWGP Heavyweight Championship belt. I really do yeah. love that belt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I like the NWA Ten Pounds of Gold. Yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah. So that's 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 my number one. That's my number one. But um, Pure Rules basically states that you are limited to three rope breaks so if you are in a submission hold or if you are pinned near the ropes and you grab the rope you only got three times to do that after the three times then it, everything is legal so if you get pinned or, or, or put in a submission hold grabbing the ropes will not help you that that is it you have to win the match in the ring you can be out by a 10 count if you knocked out um no close close fist punches to the face to the body, yes, but not to the face. Um, if you do it, you get like a warning. And if you do it again, then there's a disqualification, then you drop the title. So there's that. So disqualifications don't exempt you from dropping that title. There's that as well. Um, and the, the match has to be won in the ring. And Willa Yuta definitely carried that carry that belt with pride and I was to the moon when uh, Daniel Garcia won the Ring of Honor Pure Championship Like it, it wasn't a match itself which was great it was happened after the match like Daniel Bryan was a Ring of Honor Pure Champion AJ Styles Ring of Honor Pure Champion yeah. so many of these people that held that Pure Championship belt are world champions or were world champions you know so Daniel Bryan you know I'm sorry, Brian Danielson actually coming out and Yuta and, and Garcia, which are friends, you know, shook hands. I mean, storyline-wise, they, you know, they don't like each other, but, um, and then Brian put the belt around Garcia's waist and shook his hand and, like, you did your due diligence. I'm like, these are two young people that main evented this show and put on a clinic because I feel like with that pure championship, that really tests your fundamentals. That really tests you because everything that you learned from the beginning up till now, you're going to have to showcase that in the ring. Like, like what Rick's saying, like, I mean, you might have a high spot, maybe, but, you know, there's no chairs or none of that stuff involved. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's basically on your technique. Now, you can't have a match like that every single night. You can't have every match on a card like that. Because a wrestling show from the since day one has been variety. You know, you got your high flyers, you got your you got your technical matches, you got your championship matches, you got your tag team matches, you got you got all that stuff. And and that's what wrestling is all about is personality and variety. But the main event was that pure championship, and it was nice to see that Ring of Honor championship was showcased on major television. On top of all that, I think that Claudio Castagnoli is going to defend his Ring of Honor heavyweight championship belt against Dax Harwood on Friday on uh, Rampage. So, I, I, like, I love to see that. So I agree. Uh, I agree. 
I agree. <laughs> You're right. To be honest with you, I'm gonna be a whole buck. I didn't even think about CM Punk when I watched Dynamite, based off what went on on that show. It's well, like I, mean, I think you already knew what was going to happen. Hell, I, I think we all knew what was going to happen. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it's not it's not surprising. Um, now him being hurt, I didn't know about that until this morning. I didn't know yeah. he was hurt. I didn't know that, but you know. Yeah. So, but yeah, man, check it. We're going to take a quick music break and we're going to jump into Superman and Lois finds their new John Kent. Oh, gosh. Yeah, they found a new John. They found a new John Kent as well as a, a Spider Woman 2099 comic. Yeah, we definitely going to jump into that. We got a lot more news out here to, to cover, man. So stick around, y'all. That's why you gotta kill the shit, you go crazy some news out here for you superman and lois man as you know thanos rick man the the, the actor that played john kent in the original i mean in superman and lois you know he left so they left a hole in the story and there's an acting slot that is that's available and we actually get word that they have hired someone so according to deadline the cw has hired 
Michael Bishop to replace Jordan Elsass in the role of Jonathan Kent for the upcoming third season of Arrowverse adjacent superhero series. The Australian actor recently made his American film debut in the Disney Channel original movie Spin in the lead role of DJ Mize. And his other recent credits include roles in Australian television series Grace Beside Me and the feature film Swinging Safari. Superman and Lois will mark his first major acting role in an American television series. Now, Elsass played John in the first two seasons and was initially expected to return. However, um, the actor had departed the series due to personal reasons and that the role of John Kent will be recast. So Elsass later explained in a cameo video message to a fan that he stepped away from the popular show to focus on his mental health. So uh, he's been replaced and uh, he's been replaced and Bishop will be the new John Kent. So what you think about that, Thanos, Rick? I mean, shit happens. You know, you got to pivot. Yeah. Um, I hope the young man does well. Um, I haven't been keeping up with the show like I should have been, like I should be. But I hope he does well. I mean, I, I wish the best for him in the show, you know. So that's all I got to say on that. Yeah. Um, to be honest with you, like Superman and Lois is probably one of the best DC series that's out. I mean, Stargirl, um, a lot of people have been... Some people like loving Star Girl. I, I still got to like sit and watch that. Um, you seen Star Girl, right? Uh, I've seen it. I've seen the first two seasons. Yeah. Um, and of course, because you know, if you if anybody has the CW app, you can watch those shows for free. You don't got to pay. Yeah. So, you know, I was just binge watching. I said, you know, you know what? Let me let me check out Star Girl and you know, Batwoman and all this other stuff on CW, you know, right. so, I mean, I like it, I like it, I mean, you yeah, know, they're, um, they're, 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 they're young teenagers, so I really couldn't get into it that much, but I mean, but I like it, it's not a bad show, you know, it ain't Arrow, you know, it ain't The Flash, you know, nothing like that, but, I mean, it's cool, it's a, it's a cool teenage drama superhero movie like like you know miss marvel yeah same yeah. thing teenagers whatever you know same type of thing so yeah yeah um i mean i, I believe like superman and lois is actually a really really good show um we're definitely going to see what happens with the new john kent um i'm definitely going to check out star girl i mean obviously with the whole stuff with warner brothers and discovery and all this other extra stuff so um i'm glad they was able to find someone to replace Elsass as as John Kent, so we we'll see. So now other other news, we have some comic book news, and that involves Spider Man twenty ninety nine, and uh, so Spider Man twenty ninety nine Exodus finale introduced readers to a brand new Spider Woman twenty ninety nine, a character who is also a member of the futuristic Avengers team. Now, um, it comes from writer Steve Orlando, artist Paul Fry, colorist. Donald Sanchez Almera and a letter of VCs Clayton Cowles. The issue sees Spider-Man 2099 Miguel O'Hara working with the X-Men 2099 to defend the Celestial Garden from Norman Osborn, Green Goblin, and his Illuminati group, the Cabal. Now, while Valkyrie offers some much-needed assistance during the battle, the day is ultimately saved by the Avengers 2099, a new group of the galaxy's mightiest heroes who came directly from planet Wakanda 
to assist in the battle. So uh, also, the new Avengers 2099 team first appeared in Spider-Man 2099 Exodus number three. However, it appears the group has added a new member since then as they're accompanied by a futuristic Spider-Woman when they arrived in Spider-Man 2099 Exodus Omega. Now dressed in a black, almost symbiote-like suit, Spider-Woman's 2099 symbiote is complete with claws, a distinguishable headpiece, and nearly transparent wings. Now the Avengers 2099 help secure a victory over the cabal while Miguel faces the Green Goblin in a showdown that ultimately results in Norman being thrown in prison. Once the battle is over, Miguel returns home to Nueva York with company as Spider-Man 2099 appears to be joining him for a new adventure. Hail Miguel, she tells him, quite this hour night. You've chosen to welcome me to Earth. Miguel responds, only kind Nueva York's got Spider-Woman and why wait? There's no time like the present. So, you know, uh, have you ever picked up a Spider-Man 2099 comic? Can't say that I have. I know what it is, but I've never actually bought an issue. Yeah, it it always intrigued me about that. Um, I have, I'm going to have to go back and read Spider-Man 2099. Um, like, like the debut of it, just to see... You know Miguel's, you know way of life as Spider-Man. Um, obviously, he was featured in Into the Spider-Verse, and he was like part of the the end credit scene type right. of situation. Right. So, I'm, which which stirred more of my curiosity. But I, I can honestly say, I, I haven't picked up a Spider-Man 2099 comic, but I will do that. Now, speaking of comic books, I have picked up a few comics while I was at Heroes and Dragons. So. Um, I picked up Ninja Kaden, whereas this is an independent comic by Black Box Comics. Um, basically, a, a guy that practiced the art of ninjutsu, and he's in a cybernetic ninja suit, and his ninja suit actually can see ghosts, and he can actually touch ghosts, like punch them. And it's very interesting, because I have the first two issues of it. And also have Fox and the Hair. That's also a really good comic. So if you're looking for independent comics, you definitely have to go check it out. Radiant Black, Rogue Sun, Infernal Red. You definitely need to check that out. Thanos, I know you're a big fan of Power Rangers and Sentai. You know, uh, you know that type of that type of stuff. Super Sentai stuff like that. Nah. Um, why would you say that? I'm just saying. I thought I, you know, I thought I knew you. You know, I thought uh -oh. I knew you. So, uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, <laughs> super massive comic uh, is basically the alliance of Radiant Black, Rose Sun, and Infernal Red, and it's a very good comic. Radiant Black, I highly encourage you to read that. I'm definitely going to give up my give it a personal review um, once I finish reading it. But Radiant Black is actually pretty good. So we got some other news out here for you guys. Kim Kardashian. So, uh, I, I don't know about this Kim Kardashian being in Marvel situation. Dummy. Yeah. 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 I don't, I don't want that. I, I, don't, I don't want that. But it is said that media personality. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong? What's wrong? I, look, man, listen, I, I feel like everybody trying to get a piece of this Marvel egg. This Marvel pie, if you will, 
And well, I mean, people have been asking certain actors, like I, I think they just asked Tom Hanks, would he do a role? Um, who else? Tom Cruise, like you. Yeah. I, I, they're asking high-profile actors and actresses, hey, would you ever consider doing a Marvel role? And I mean, I haven't read the responses, but you know, Marvel still has to want you in these roles. So Correct. I don't know why. Pe- I'm not sure why people answer these questions. I'm like, Marvel has to want you first, you know. Yes. But, but I mean, you know, E. Kim. Well, let me just say this. I'll say this. Marvel MCU. They own so many characters. They have the rights over so many characters. The world is so large and vast. Anybody can play anybody in the MCU. I mean, e, yeah. we can play somebody in the MCU, whether it be a villain, hero, an extra. Doesn't matter. The world is, is huge. Yeah. So someone who is as high profile as Kim, you know, wealthy, she's an influencer, I guess, businesswoman. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if I can dismiss it. The only thing I can say is, E, what would the role be? You have to get the role right. You can't just put yeah. Kim in anything unless you put her in as herself and let her be herself. But I don't think Kim wants that. I think Kim will want to be like a hero or a villain. I think. Yeah, she, well, I'm you know what I'm role. I mean, I, I'm, I've been proven I mean, wrong why, before. I mean, why wouldn't know? she? Why wouldn't she? You know what I'm saying? Like, why would I play Kim Kardashian in, in, in the MCU? Why, why would I do that? I'm already Kim Kardashian. Like, I, I want to be a superhero or a villain or someone, you know. I'm... I want to fight Galactus. You know, something stupid. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I want to do that too. You know? Yeah. So, I mean, what do you think? Um, you know what? I have been proven wrong before because I mean, it's many times that we people look at uh, certain actors or prominent figures and be like, oh nah, they're gonna just trash this movie up. And then once they do it, they be like, oh, I'm I'm pleasantly surprised. So. Right. I mean, in a sense, I don't blame Kim because that Marvel check is nice. That's constant. That Disney check is constant. But um, now in a conversation with an interview, Kardashian was asked if she plans to act again following her voiceover role in Paw Patrol, the movie, and hosting Saturday Night Live in 2021. Some people forget about that. Um, yeah. Would I act, she said, I would if something fun came about. Maybe a Marvel movie. That would be so fun to do. Now, who also she also had a supporting role in Temptation: Confessions of a Marriage Counsel. I remember that, uh, and I'm not actively looking, but I think things just come when they're supposed to. So, I think during an interview, stuff got taken out of context, and when she said it would be cool to do a Marvel movie, oh shit, she wants to do a Marvel movie. Let's spread this shit. You know, I think I think whoever interviewed her, that kind of had a snowball effect. But, well, I mean, well, I mean, anything Kim does is news these days. Of course, yeah. Anything, anything, anything that whole family does is, is news. <laughs> like, since the beginning, whole, since the that beginning, whole family. yeah. So it's like, I mean, and plus, if, if you connect Kim with the MCU, the MCU is news already. I mean, you know, they're still hot. They're still, you know, I mean, look at She-Hulk. Just have make the stallion, you know, cameo, or whatever. So I mean, it's not impossible. To put her in there, or anybody for that matter, it's just what, yeah. what, like, what would you have her do? That's it would the have question. to be amazing. It would have to be uh, 
a, a, a very significant role because Kim is a significant figure in Hollywood. So, okay. So <laughs> let me ask you, what character could she play? Ooh. <laughs> Hero or villain? Doesn't matter. Hero or villain? What character could she play? I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to research that one because I, I can't think of no one off the top of my head. I really can't. I can't think of anybody Kim Kardashian can play off the top of my head in like in in Marvel. But I mean, once we're done with the show, I might it might pop in my head later. You know. Well, how about we but, do a poll? How about we poll the, the the listeners, the readers? Yeah. I think that'll be oh, fun. Oh yeah, yeah. I put in the group. I put in the, on the Geek Corner group. I like what role. Would Kim Kardashian play? What, what role would you could you see her play? I, I asked that question to see what they say, and then you know I might get some smart ass answers. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> I mean, the geek corner, the geek corner is relentless out here, man. They, they, are, they are hilarious people. So I, we'll see, man. We'll definitely see. But I mean, it has to be a significant role. I mean, it don't have to be like a major role like Robert Downey Jr., Chris Evans type of situation, you know, Scarlett Johansson, but it, it has to be something where so you when so she you gets on screen, it demands a presence if it's just that scene. So you, you wouldn't have her play Miss Fantastic? No. <laughs> nope, no, no. You talking about Sue Richards? No. You say Miss Fantastic. You mean Invisible Woman? Hell no. Miss no. Fantastic. Miss Fantastic. No, I nah, nah. She need to be. She need to be in any part of that. Uh, <laughs> I fantastic mean, I, film. I think they're still casting for people. I don't know. This she don't need be. to be one of them. <laughs> she don't need to be one of them. Leave that alone. Leave it alone. <laughs> Leave it alone. I mean, I can honestly, honestly, I can see her being like maybe an agent like well shield is over with right but like i can see her being like in space like with nick fury and those boys and and, and women um playing some type of role maybe a scroll like she could be a, a scroll she could be a scroll like she like that's you know oh that would be kind of dope to see though that, i mean she's there and it, and it would be tv wouldn't be a bad choice i mean i could see her being like a hydra agent yeah, you know what I'm saying. I've never really seen Kim do anything like a bad guy or bad persona. I think that be playing a bad guy is fun. So yeah, that would be different for her. She could be a, a villain or whatever, be yeah. a scroll or whatever. Yeah, True we'll that. see. But and, no, uh, to Sue, but but no to Sue Richards. Got it. Got it. No, 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 no. Yeah, no to Sue, Sue, Sue Richards, man. That, that's somebody else. But boy, that would be hilarious. That that would be hilarious. Man, let me tell you something. If that that ever happens, I'm flipping everything in this office. Everything in here, I'm flipping everything over. It's just everything's gonna be in shambles. But you'll go still see the movie. You'll go still. Uh, That's probably the first Marvel movie I will not actively go to the movies to see. Lies. Nah. Lies. Hey, you heard it here first, (laughs) Geek Corner. You heard it here first. If Kim Kardashian plays Sue Richards, I will not go to the theater to go see this movie. I just won't. I just won't. I refuse. I refuse. Yeah. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. That'll be the first movie in history of Marvel that I don't say, damn, I got to go to the movie theaters to go see this. Mm-mm. Got it. Mm-mm. Nah. 
Now, now, <laughs> the last bit of news we got here is uh, you familiar with the show Glow, right? On uh, Netflix? I am. Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling. So, Glow star Shakira Barrera has been cast in Marvel Studios' upcoming Ironheart series for Disney Plus. Good. Ladies and gentlemen, you, she, she's in there like swimwear. So, while the specifics surrounding Barrera's role remain a mystery, it has been reported by Deadline that the actor will appear as a series regular. She will star alongside Dominique Thorne as Riri Williams, as well as Anthony Ramos, Manny Montana, Alden Enrique, Reagan Aaliyah, Shea Kule, and Zoe Tarakis. Barrera starred as Yolanda Rivas in the second season of Netflix's Glow, and it was later confirmed in August 2021 that Thorne would make her MCU debut as Riri Williams in Black Panther Wakanda Forever before starring in her own solo series, Ironheart, for which Shanaka Hodge will serve as head writer. Now, the actor announced that she has officially wrapped filming on Wakanda Forever in March, and that is the picture wrap on Riri Williams. Thorne wrote on her Instagram story, God is so good, see y'all in November. So the Ironheart cast continues to grow. And I'm excited. Now, also, Marvel Studios uh, creative officer Kevin Feige confirmed in 2021, she started shooting, I think, this week before Iron, her Ironheart series. So before her role was confirmed, fans theorized that Wakanda Forever, forever would introduce the hero to the MCU when it was revealed the sequel to 2018's Black Panther will film at the Massachusetts Institute of Technology, where Riri is a student in the comics. How about them apples? I look forward to it, man. I look forward to it, man. I look forward to it, man. Like I'm, I'm, I'm really like, okay, this is, it, it's going to be a good year. We're going to finish off this year right. Yeah. Oh, now you did have an announcement at Thor: Love and Thunder is on Disney Plus right now. Yeah, it's out. It's out. So it's a new episode of She-Hulk, which I saw this morning. Um, Thoughts? I love it. I, I love it, man. I love what She-Hulk or Thor. Uh, both. Well, I'll say this, not to spoil it, but She-Hulk finally got some ass in the show. As what we all wanted, <laughs> isn't that what we? I mean, she was. She She-Hulk, was that what at... She-Hulk does, man. That what she do. The comics. So I mean, it's, it's nothing really unheard of. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to say she was promiscuous, but She-Hulk was 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 doing her thing. She's, she's a pimp. She always doing her thing with with a lot of reputable heroes in the comics. So let's call it what it is, man. She a pimp. She is a pimp. That that, that, that just is what it is. And uh, you know, say people been tripping about She Hulk, and I mean, yeah, she's an absolute savage. Like people that trips over She Hulk never read a She Hulk comic a day in their life. Bro, and I, the people I, I, that, that, that oh, go ahead. I love the show, man. It's a great show. Like yeah. it's really it's really a great show. I don't get it. E, I don't get it. It is 30-year-old uh, males that are trying to review Bob She-Hulk. And I, I don't know. They just they just wake up in the morning and be like, yo, I'm going to just hate on this show because people like to hear what I have to say. And I'm going to make a PSA like at the airport to say, yo, this show is trash. Please don't watch this show. Please stop having fun. Stop doing this. Or... This is not the Hulk that I remember. Like, Hulk used to be a savage, but they haven't read the comics, the recent ones, where Hulk is cool. 
that's the thing, man. Like so many people that's so butthurt never read a comic a day in their life. But I will say Thanos Rick that and it was Young Ripper. I was watching Young Ripper. Uh actually, Thanos Rick, uh, I would say uh on YouTube, check out Young Ripper. Um, he has a comic coming out if it's not already out already called Isom number one. Um we definitely got to speak on that. We have to speak on that. We might okay. have to do like a, a short special on him. Okay. Um, because he's a very controversial type of dude, but his comic is is whew, his comic is selling like hotcakes, bro. Selling okay. like hotcakes. And I can't be more proud of him. But but yeah, it, so he says something that he read that that CBR said that uh manga and comics are different. Like you kind of watch anime to sell the manga, but you're using the comics to sell the movies in Mar- with the Marvel. And I feel like it sh- should be, I agree with him, I feel like it should be the same formula like it is in manga because if you got the comic, if you got the movies, which millions of people are watching, and you, you just put in some comic books up in there, or whatever the case may be, like sprinkling them all around or whatever, use that to promote the comic books. Because once you do that, that brings more people to the comic book stores. That's just an ever-revolving thing. It, it just, it yeah, just but works. The comics, yeah, but the comics, comics have been comics way before the MCU, before, before the movies. So I don't know if I agree with that statement. I don't but, think but there's a decline. There's a I decline think, in in buyership or, or readership, and people are just going to go see the movies versus reading. Like they, they should complement the other. Like if you use the movies to to promote comics, like even like say before the Marvel a Marvel con a Marvel movie comes on, you advertise a comic book. Like you advertise some what's happening in comics right now. Yo, go check out this comic book. Check out these variants at your local comic book store. Like that's so easy to do. Very easy to do. Okay. Well, let me ask you. Well, let, let me ask you a question. Is there still a need for comics? Yes. Yes. Because if what you're saying is is happening, then it's like, well, because the MCU doesn't need the comics, bro. I'm, well, I mean, they they need they them for just to use them to make these movies, but these yeah, movies, content. but these movies are MCU's doing things in their own way. Like they don't. You know, they're not going verbatim, or they're they're not 100% source from the comics. Like they're doing their own thing for whatever reason. So, I mean, yes, it has been working. I, but if you stop making comics, there will be no more MCU, and and the people that do read comics are going to torpedo the MCU. Well, it will be m- no more. Well, how many people look at the movies and not read comics? It's a bunch of them like that. It's but a that's bunch I of can, them. It's not a it's not a total number. I I, I say it like this. It's split. And there is more comic book readers watching MCU stuff than than the latter. Mm-hmm. But if you want to bring new eyes to the comic books instead of just that comic book audience like us, you have to advertise and also because I mean there's there's a slight decline in like readership, but at the same time, people use comicsology, people use actual comics. But a lot of people don't realize there is a lot of value in comic books, like covers or whatever. There's shit right. going out for like a milli, a right. million. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like giant size X-Men and stuff, you know, the introduction of Deadpool and New Mutants. 
Like it, it's so many covers out there. Like they're going to be a Saturday that myself and you know uh, and Will and my boy Brandon that we will go to a combo store and we're gonna be in there at least half the day because we're gonna find the valuable comic and we're going to go grade it. It's the stock market. The comics is like a stock market. If you are a comic book collector, if you're not, then that you know that that's on you. But it just the sky's the limit. What you can do with that, you can literally. I feel like with the comics that you have or the comics that you sold, like if you find the right one, you don't have to work. You can just do this. You know what I mean? But I've, I read. I hear you. I hear you. But think about it. I mean, you watch you watch anime. But that makes you curious about the manga because there may be some anime that end at a certain point and people tell you this this not is not what it's okay not necessarily not necessarily i mean when i was watching dragon ball all those all those many moons ago you know gundam and all that yeah i really didn't have a need to go look at the manga and, and books a million or whatever because i was like you know I'm, I'm i'm satisfied with this now but you know why though do, you want to know why does, does manga provide a, a little bit more umph, more extra, more, 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 more insight? Of course, yeah. sure. I mean, you know, I, I would never, I would never disagree with you on that front. All I'm saying is, you know, back, back to that. You know, then I didn't really feel the need to look at the manga. So I'm like, I'm getting so much already from just the show. You know what I'm saying? And I'm talking about when the shows back then had the extra fluff, shit that we didn't even fucking need. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you know, it, it was a lot of, of content on the television. So I'm like, well, I didn't really feel the need to look at the manga because I'm like, I'm getting enough here. Now, if I was missing out on something, maybe a character or whatever, then I wasn't filled in. No one clued me in on it. If that was the case, it's like, you know, Harry Potter, you know, if you ask some friends of ours, you know, the Harry Potter books have a whole bunch of shit that aren't in the movies. But the people who are going to watch these movies are like, well, why am I going to read this big ass, long ass Harry Potter book when I'm happy with the movie? Like, it's, 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 I can't be mad at those people, E. I can't because I get it because I felt like that. But I hear, I hear what you're saying too. And you're not wrong, E. But it's just, when it comes to comics and his movies, I'm like, you know, there are a bunch of people out there that's like, well, we have the movies, we have the video games, we have the, t the, the cartoons, we have the, the, the TV shows, we're getting all this content. So a viewer might not feel the need to go get a comic book. Now, I don't know if that's a good, I'm not sure if that's a good or a bad thing. I have no idea. I have no idea if that's good or bad. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But it, it, that's where we're at now. That, that's where no. we're at now. In, 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 in well, you, mentioned, <laughs> you mentioned Gundam and Dragon Ball. Well, there's, there's, I mean, I will say those are bad examples because whenever a Gundam series finishes, the, mon the manga is finished too. There's nothing else to read after that. I'm talking about anime that you've seen where it ends, but that's not really the ending and there's more going on because that anime may not get a second or third season. That's what I mean. But that prompts well, I mean, you to well, read I mean, the manga to finish the actual story that you already invested yourself in. Well, 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 that was an example. That was an example. Yeah. You know, because you know, yeah, then, but those two you mentioned actually complete itself. 
other than Dragon Ball Super right now, which is still going, which the anime is coming back, but whatever. But Z, yeah, Z was done. Those shows, were, those shows were my intro to to anime. Like yeah, those were my, a lot like, of people. I, like like I wasn't aware really about manga. Like I, I wasn't aware. So yeah. and, and also that's the other thing, people just aren't really aware of it. Now again, whose fault is that? If you want to use the movies to promote the comics, E, I'm with you. I don't. I, I'm not against it. I'm just saying, if people don't want to do that, then you can't really fault them. Because oh no, if they don't want to do that, that's on them. But that, but right. also you gotta look at things on 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 two sides of the spectrum. Some people are not gonna read the comics regardless, but some people may be interested that may have never been interested before. True. That true. like, you true. know what I mean? So it, it, it's like what the MCU did with what Disney did with the MCU. They catered to both audiences. They catered to the people that read comic books and they catered to people that never read a comic book in their life and still made it presentable so they can be interested in it. So right. they can do the exact same thing for comics. You know, some people are not going to read it, but you might stir people's curiosity in reading it because and you got to also think about the independent comics as well. Right. The people right. that we know personally and the people that we are introduced to right. that that one day want to have may want to have their series on TV or on right. Netflix or a movie or whatever the case may be. Right. So you got to take them into account as well. So if you do that, um, that opens doors for newer audiences because I mean, I, the, I feel like the comic book, you know, world is a little more embracing because for someone that wants to get into comics, I mean, they're going to point them in the right direction. What's to start with? Yada, yada, yada. They're going to they're going to get themselves involved. Right. They want to get themselves involved, whether they want to get physical copies or if they want to go to Comicsology and get and start reading digital copies. Because the, if you have a subscription with Comicsology, you can go to old older titles and oftentimes read them for free. It's just like a free download. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah. There, there's that man. I, I say the sky's the limit. I think they they should actually just take full advantage of. I mean, e, I, I mean, e, I don't know. I mean, e, I don't know because again, comics, comics have been around for years and years and years and years, and you know, we're we're past the point now to where, you know, it's 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 a lot of out with the old and with the new. You know, yes. things are things are changing now. You know, like I've, like I was um. You know, uh, uh, House of the Dragon. I, I read an article somewhere. Hey, viewership on cable has gone down for House of the Dragon, but those numbers didn't account the streaming numbers, which, right. which are high. You know, but also people are ditching cable and they're going to the, you know the apps for streaming. You know, I am one of them. So yeah, it it, it looks fucked up because you know it's like oh my god the numbers are down well no that's for cable that's for cable and i think people freak out (laughs) you know what i'm saying but you have to like these are the times that we're in people are cutting this cord and they're going through the streaming apps and they're paying their 15 bucks a month to watch hbo and that's what they'd rather and that's what they'd rather do and that's just the way you know in comics instead of me going to the stores and buying this comic or hoping to buy a comic that might not even be there, I'm gonna go mm-hmm. online and buy it online, buy it digital. Yeah, that's it. You know, that's the other thing. You know, because a lot of these comics you can't even find in the stores. So it's like, well, 
I could find on Comicsology or whatever, or the you know the, the Marvel website. With this old comics, no DC. I'd rather go online anyway because I can't. I probably can't find it in the store. Probably, so, but you got to actively know, look though. You got to call and say, "Hey, do true, you have it?" True. And if they say no, well, guess what? I know where it's at. It's digital. It's digital. <laughs> yeah, I know where it's at. I will say, but I, but I, you know, because again, like if you're a comic book collector, then that that hits different because I'm both. Like, I'll, there's some Comixology originals that you were probably only going to see on Comixology, right? Right, right. Um, but also, there are variant covers that it will behoove you to get the physical copy of those because they might be limited. Granted, you might see it on digital, but it ain't really going to help you because you, you buy it. But if you want to, like, flip it, you're going to need a physical copy because people are purists. Like people like, like baseball. Well, I can't really. Yeah, like baseball cards or whatever, the stuff that you want to trade off. So there's that. So I'm a little bit of both. There's some comments that I just read for fun, like Supermassive. Like I'm getting into Radiant Black. I'm, okay. I'm really getting it. I'm really getting into that because I, I do I do love Power Rangers like you. And it's kind of Power Rangers-esque, but it's a little more violent. So there's that. You okay. know, there's Ninja Caden. I just downloaded a comicsology. um comic called clear like it looks like it gives me cyberpunk blade runner vibes so got i it. haven't started yeah i haven't started reading that but um i i think it, it brings up an idea thanos rick i think in the future um that we should start discussing more 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 so of independent comics like put more light on on them and have people read some of those comments too because there's some great stories out there man but we definitely going to touch on young ripper and i saw him number one and you know just give our thoughts and opinions on on this like i think three and a half million i think he made three and a half million dollars alone like no okay no crowdfunding okay that, that that's okay. that's very impressive and he getting some ire from some comic book writers and artists and i'm not sure why but it just is what it is but but yo thanos rick man that's our show for the day thank you for the listeners out there thanos rick you got anything else for the listeners out there before we get up out of here hey max is still a bum that's it <laughs> who y'all play on sunday saints oh damn y'all got a division game out the gate huh out the gate out the damn gate. We do too. We got we do too, man. And um, um, I'm actually I don't know if I'm going to my boy house because he's a Steelers fan or we going to Buffalo Wild Wings, but either way it goes, I'm talking my shit. I'm well, talking I mean, my shit. Well, I mean, tonight is is gonna be a good night. It's a great game. Of course. Um, you have guys on your fantasy playing tonight, right? E? Yes, I have uh Knox. I have Knox playing tonight. Tight end. Okay. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, right, 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 right. Yeah. So Yo, good luck uh you know we'll see it, it'll be a good year you know I, I need to buy some more gear actually some more football gear clothing so yeah i gotta like get it. some uh i gotta get some decor for uh the man cave like you know Bengals rug and like the picture of the stadium somewhere in the on the wall you know i, I gotta get the ambiance right man you know get the yeah because you it don't right. have you don't have any not that i saw any Bengals stuff in the house yeah. Uh, yeah. I didn't see it. Yeah, I got like a Bengals helmet on front of my TV. 
Yeah, it was a, it was a miniature um, a Bengals helmet like in front of the TV. I must have missed that. I must have missed that. Yeah, <laughs> as far as stuff on the wall, anything like that, no, I don't. But like stuff you wear, I have that like through and through. I got that. Right. And some of them, you know. But yeah, man, so the listeners out there, we are out of here. We will be back next week for our regular scheduled program of the Orange Phoenix Morning Show. Till next time, y'all. Peace. Peace. We out.